You're listening to The Riverwalk, a ministry of Beth River Baptist Church in Winsboro, Louisiana. Today's message, we're going to look at a parable Jesus taught in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 12. At the end of the message, I hope you realize that it's never too early to make a decision, but sometimes, sometimes it can be too late. Hope you enjoy and thanks for listening. Today is indeed a special day. I'm excited about this morning. Uh, We're going to look at a passage in the Gospel of Luke, a parable Jesus taught. It's in Luke chapter 12. Today, hopefully, at least for me, today is going to be a day that you will never forget, a baptism that you're going to remember. Every baptism should be, but this baptism is a little bit special for for me. Uh, I've known Miss Margie since I've been here. Many of you have known her even longer. Uh, when you have a baptism such as this, some, some thoughts come, and one of the thoughts that I think that, that we've got to be careful about, you see a baptism such as this, and it's not just for Miss Margie, it's for any adult really, but the, the conclusion is that it's, it's never too late. It's never too late to pick up something. Last week, we had a, uh, a young lady here, Christine, who played the violin. And when I was younger, I met my brother-in-law, and he shared with me how he played the violin. And he did since he was a little boy, and I said, man, I'd love to do that. And he made the comment to me, well, it's not too late. You could pick it up. And that sounds good. And I guess it's not too late to take lessons, but I kind of believe it is too late for me to start and be any good at it. Most people that start, start when they're very good, very young. So I want you to leave this morning, and I do not want you to leave with the attitude that it's never too late. Because the fact of the matter is, sometimes, many times, it is too late. The truth is, it's never too early. It's never too early to make a decision, but sometimes it's too late. And in Luke chapter 12, we see that Jesus talks to this parable about a guy who waited too late. He waited too late. And I'm going to read the parable, and I'm going to try to not dilly-dally around too long this morning, so it won't be too late. It's in Luke chapter 12, and what's happened here, some guy comes and he asks Jesus a question. He asks a question about inheritance. And Jesus responds by telling a parable. And parables are something that just transcends time, and it applies as much today as it did back then, 2,000 years ago. In Luke chapter 12, verse 16, it says, Then he, Jesus, spoke a parable to them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man yielded plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do, since I have no room to store my crops? So he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there I will store all my crops and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, Fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be which you have provided? So is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. What a sad, sad story. I don't know for sure because I don't have the Bible memorized, but this is probably the only time where I see God actually calling somebody a fool. 
And it sounds so mean. Can you just imagine God himself looking down at you and saying, you fool, you fool. And I think we read that and that's what we think right away is that, man, that's a mean thing to say. But the truth is, it's not a mean thing to say. It's just a true thing to say. This guy wasted his whole life putting off the most important things in his life, planning for a future that he would never have. Read it again and don't, don't think about God being mean. Think about God being honest. You fool. I've given you a life. I've given you all these blessings. I've given you an ability to work. Some people don't have an ability to make a crop, much less has a good crop. Bring it in the day's time. I've given you a life. I've put you in the land of the free. I've let you be an American. I've put you in the great community of Liddyville. I've given you a great family. I've given you everything you've ever wanted. And you haven't thought about anything but yourself. Oh, it's just crazy. We read this and we might think that God says, I'm going to take your life from you. But that's not what God said. God said, this night, your life is required from you. In other words, you've planned all this, and tonight's the night. We've all got a night. We've all got a day. Everybody's going to pass away. And I read this, and we look at this, and many things come to mind. And I want to share with you, when I read this, I look back at my life. And the fool in this parable, when I read it, was none other than your pastor, Kevin Goodman. I don't say this very often. I don't share this part of my story. But when I was 22 years old, many of you know I flew for the airlines. But when I was 22, I was hired to be a captain at a different airline. I was hired to be a captain. Now, you had to be 23 years old to be a captain. But they hired me probably illegally because I was going to turn 23 in training. And here's the thing, I had it all figured out. I was going to be the youngest airline captain you could possibly be. And I was right on schedule to that goal. I was going to be flying jets at 23 in the left seat. I was going to be flying jumbo jets by 30, and everything was going to work out great. But many of you here know the rest of the story. I had medical reasons, and here's the thing. It took me losing control to realize that I was never in control and that's what I read about here I look at a guy at a man just like Kevin who lost all control I want to share with you church whoever you are young or old you may think that you're in control and you may think everything's good but I assure you I assure you I assure you everything you possess everything you love even the people nearest you could be gone in an instant So what did this guy do wrong? What are the mistakes he made? What did he make way back then that that we need to avoid making today? What are the decisions and the thoughts he had that we need to not make today? Because I don't want God to look down and think, Kevin, you're a fool. Well, here's something he did. Obviously, this guy was profoundly, profoundly ignorant when it came to death. He just didn't think about it. And this is a message that as a pastor, I absolutely hate preaching. It's something that I don't like talking about. I like going to church and I like being lifted up. I like going to church because I believe the Bible is as much about living than it is about what happens after, de- after death. 
But Jesus talked about it. And I think I should talk about it. And here's the thing about death. Here's the thing about death. The results are in. You and every single person you know will die. That's a bummer. I mean, it's just it's a sad truth. And here's the other thing. You're not going to carry a single possession with you when you die. Apparently, this guy just never thought about it. And here's the thing about the Bible. There is nothing, absolutely nothing, that says you're guaranteed to live to a ripe old age. I mean, just go through the Bible and think about it. David, King David, a man after God's own heart, he lost a young child. Jesus, the most perfect man that ever lived, lost his life at 33 years old when he was crucified. Many of you here know somebody that we say died, only the good die young, because it happens all the time. And the good die young, the bad die young, the rich, the poor, they die at young and old ages. So don't put off a decision thinking it's never too late, because let me tell you something. Before the night comes, it could be too late. This guy also, he not only was he ignorant when it came to death, but he obviously cared more about his possessions and his wealth than even his own well-being. I mean, look in the order of things. Obviously, he worked very hard and he wanted to build barns. And after he had everything set the way he wanted to set it, well, then he thought of his own well-being. God didn't condemn the man for being wealthy. He didn't commend, condemn the man for having possessions. He condemned him for planning a future that may not ever come. A future that didn't revolve around anything but his possessions. Church, let me tell you something. You don't have to rely on wealth for happiness. It doesn't work that way. Some of the most miserable people in the world are the most wealthy. You know them, and I know them. They work hard. They plan retirement. They're good people. And yet all the time we read about somebody that, that takes their own life because they're relying on possessions to keep them happy. I read this story, and I read about a man who could well, well have been an American. He was just so incredibly selfish. We don't read where he thinks, well, I'll, I'll have goods and I'll take care of my wife. I'll have goods and I'll take care of my children. I'm not going to have goods. I'm not going to leave anything to the church. We don't read about him thinking about anything else but himself. He thought about how he would live. He thought about his barn. He thought about his crops. And too often, too often, that's the kind of model that we live as Christians. But the Christian model, the Christian is not to do that. The Christian model puts others above ourselves. And the Christian realizes that every blessing comes from and therefore belongs to God. I want to share with you this morning. I've been here five years come September. starts my fifth year. And I can tell you I have not seen one person in this church, one person that's ever walked through the doors that God hasn't blessed way more than they deserve. Every one of us will go home this evening. Every one of us will be able to go to an air-conditioned house. Praise God. Every one of us will get to sleep on a nice mattress tonight. Most of us have cable TV. Most of us are able to put food on the table like Trisha shared this morning. Many people, even today, are not able to do that. 
This man was blessed beyond belief. And most of us here, I don't know every person's circumstances, but most of us here, most of us here, if nothing else, we have our health. God's given us way more than we deserve, and He deserves the things that this man did not give. Oh, Christian, oh, individual, let me tell you, God deserves our thanksgiving. He deserves a thank you more than just the last Thursday in November. Every day should be thanksgiving. Every Sunday when we come to church, we should come with a thankful heart. Oh, Lord, I may not have much, but what you have given me, thank you. Thanking you so much for what you've given me. This guy didn't do that. He didn't say, thank you, Lord, for my blessings. Thank you for the barns I do have. Thank you for my crops. He was just thinking about what he could have. Folks, as Christians, and we realize that our blessings come from God, man, God deserves our praise. A church service looks so much different when God's people come and they truly, honestly praise Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for everything He's given you. Praise the Lord for every person He's given you. Praise the Lord for a wife. Praise the Lord for a child. Praise the Lord for a house. Praise, praise, praise. He deserves it. You know, God deserves more than our thanksgiving and praise. God deserves a portion back. God deserves, I mean, if you really believe and you're here this morning... And you truly believe with all your heart that Jesus Christ, the perfect Son of God, died on an old rugged cross for you. Of course, He deserves a church service every Sunday morning. Of course, He deserves your praise. But you know what? He deserves a portion back too. He deserves tithes. He deserves offerings. And not out of a begrudging spirit, not for a tax deduction. He deserves it as giving back to you what... Giving back to Him what He's given to you. Oh, folks, church, God deserves your time. We put our time in the things we love, and the sad truth is, the sad truth is, usually we give more time to Netflix, we give more time to Facebook, we give more time to our desires than we give to God. Man, God deserves a little bit of time. He deserves a little bit of prayer time. He deserves a little bit of time on Sunday. He deserves time every single day of the week. And here's the thing. This guy may have, he may have well intended to do that. He may have well intended, you know what, after this retirement, after I build my barns, then I'm going to give God some time. Then I'll have the time to give. It's never too late, right? thing is it was too late for him god deserves selfless investing in eternal work i saw a lot of that this last week with vacation bible school a lot of that through the children bringing offerings just the most amazing thing to see a child how excited they are to give and it may have been to see the preacher get a pie in his face but you know what it's it's given it's given to to invest in the kingdom, not investing in ourselves, but investing in the lives, in the eternal lives of children. This guy, he, he thought that it was just too early. It's just too early to give. I'm not where I need to be in life. It's too early to make these decisions. And the truth is, that's the attitude of most modern day American church members, 
It's the attitude of most modern day American people that will put it off till tomorrow and it's never too early. As a matter of fact, if, if you call an investment consultant, I'm sure that's what they would say. They would say, start saving now, start investing in this now, and then plan for retirement. And my retirement plan I get, they show what my retirement's going to be like whenever I reach 65 or whatever age it'll be. They show me if I invest more now, what it'll be like in the future. But the truth is, there's nothing wrong with that. And don't get me wrong, I think you should. I do. But the, the sad truth is, it's a retirement that I might not live to see. So why, why would I depend on that? Church, let me tell you something. It's never, never too early to make some decisions. It's never too early to be saved. I shared that with the children this week. I asked them some things that God didn't know. And I concluded with that. God doesn't know a better time to be saved than right now, right here today, because tomorrow might be too late. It's never, it's never too early to be baptized. Hey, if you know what it means... If you know what it means and you've given your heart to Christ, why would you wait? It's never, it's never ever too early to join a church to start attending Sunday school. It's never too early, but it can be too late for that. It's never too early to start or to mend relationships. Some of you here, and, and myself included, we carry around these grudges and we carry around these, these things, these fractured relationships. And we put it off. Well, I'll apologize later. I'll forgive later. I'll love later. I know what the Bible says about it. And I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it later. That could have been what that guy thought. Well, I'll just, I'll write so and so later. and We'll make it right later. God says, you're so foolish. I've given you all this time on earth, and after tonight, it's too late. It's never too late to start being the husband, to start being the wife, to start being the son, to start being the daughter that you need to be. It's never too early, but it can be too late. And here's the thing that this guy didn't realize. He didn't realize that one day, or that any day, that any moment, he just did not realize that it could be too late. And we talked this morning in Sunday school, we talked about distractions, and it's so easy to be distracted. And I think the world, I think the devil wants us distracted. He doesn't want us to think about the fact that any moment it could be too late. And here he is, right at the end of his life, he's done well. It doesn't say that he was a criminal, it doesn't say he was a bad person. It doesn't say really anything about him except the fact that it was just too late. It was too late for him to enjoy the wealth he had accumulated. And church, everybody here, everybody that's got air in their lungs, I want you to understand this morning that one day, one day it'll be too late. One day it'll be too late. Think about this this morning. Look to your left. Look to your right. That person sitting next to you, one of the two of you, if y'all don't go together, you'll go. One day it'll be too late to mend a relationship. Some of you in here, I haven't yet, but some of you in here has lost a mom or a dad. 
I hear all the time, I wish I could just call mom one more time and tell her how much I loved her. I wish I could call mom and apologize for what I did. I wish I could do it, but now it's too late. If you've got a mom, folks, it's not too late right now if she's still here. I wish I could go fishing with dad one more time. I wish I could tell him how much he meant to me one more time. I wish I could mend that relationship because me and dad parted on bad terms. I wish I could do it, but now it's too late, folks. If you have a parent right now and it's a bad relationship, it's not too late to fix it right now. Some of you in here this morning, I know, and it might bring up some bad feelings thinking about it again, but some of you have even lost a child. And that could happen to me. That could happen, that could happen to me. It could happen tomorrow. I don't want to be a dad that thinks there's plenty of time to be the dad I need to be later. One day, it'll be too late to tell them how much they mean to you. And if my kids don't go first, I'll go before them, and then it'll be too late. One day, it'll be too late to tell someone that needs to hear the gospel, you or you them one may pass away. One day, that person that you feel led to, to share with, that person you feel led to invite to the church, one day it'll be too late. It's not too late to to be baptized now. It's not too late to join or attend a church right now. But one day, one day the time will come where it will be too late. Doesn't mean you'll be dead. I mean, I'm sure that go visit the nursing home. Go go visit a hospital. It's full of people who would love to be here, who would love to be able to come to Sunday school. And they can't do it because their health has left them. Chances are that'll be me one day. One day it'll be too late. And one day, hopefully, hopefully for all of us, it'll be a long, long time ahead in the future. But one day it will be too late to give your life to Christ. One day when you close your life, close your eyes in death, and you get to heaven, if you haven't made that decision, God's not going to say, hey, there's plenty of time. No, God's going to be more like this. He'll say, you fool. You're a fool. I put you in America. I put you in the church belt. I put you at Beth River Baptist Church on July 21st, 2019. There was an invitation. There was a a baptism. And the preacher said that one day it was too late. And here you are. And you thought there'd be more time. You fool. You fool. I want you to understand this morning, it is never, ever too early, but it can be too late. I hope you enjoyed the message today, and I hope you understood what the message was about. Look, it's never, ever too early to make a decision, but it can be too late. We don't know when we're going to pass away. We don't know when our loved ones are going to pass away. And I really hope you understand that you don't have to put off till tomorrow, which you can do today. Jesus came to give us life and give it to us more abundantly. So please don't put off an important decision. If you're struggling with a decision, you can always reach out. Email us, brbcliddyville at gmail.com. I'm going to be gone next week, so it'll be two weeks before our next podcast. Hope you have a great, great rest of July, and I can't wait to hear your comments.